This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we've got Ryan in a coma, Ava, a possible cover model, and holy cow, Shiloh is arrested. It's going to stick? Who knows? We'll break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody, welcome to the GH Report. On After Buzz TV on a Sunday afternoon. Look at that. <laughs> what a great singing voice I have. Guys, I'll be releasing my concert dates later, so make sure you join me. Because really, you're going to miss out on all, the, all these great freestyling raps that I've been doing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the JH Report. As always, we're breaking down the latest shenanigans happening in Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. As always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Carla, you're not going to come to my concert? Come on now. Um, hail to the no. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, give us a like there on Facebook there. And also, you've got the chat up and running. So, I mean, holy cow, there's a lot of great people already in there. Yes, let's do a roll call. Joe Costanzo, Annie Goen, uh, Osei Did You See, Tom Clev, Loretta. Kelly Public Cover, Michael B, Lisa Wagner, Zoe Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the GH Report on June 9th. What's up? Woo! Now, before we break down this week in excruciating, exhaustive detail, <laughs> Carla, what did you think overall? Oh, my God, it was a snooze week. <laughs> <laughs> it was a snoozy-lose week. It really was. It j- I mean... <laughs> The best thing about this week was that and when we'll get when we get to it in the conversation, I'll expound on it a little bit better. Was uh, that monologue by Aunt Stella? Yes, that was probably the best part about the whole week mm. for me. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, you know, why don't we uh, jump right into the the storyline that's been keeping us riveted to our screens, and that is: <laughs> Is Jordan going to get a kidney, and who will it be from? Well, we know it's going. The only person that is, has a viable kidney is Ryan, which is ironic, you yeah. know, for a variety of reasons. But whoever the makeup artist is on General Hospital, they are doing a really good job at making Jordan look like death warmed over. Yeah. Her eyes get darker and she gets chalkier looking by the day. So kudos to them for that. But um, I love how everybody is. And it's funny how there are certain people invested in Jordan living that aren't necessarily linked directly into that storyline mm-hmm. per se which is kind of interesting to me but um I love how Finn and uh, Curtis and TJ and Elizabeth and Franco like uh, and Aunt Stella all these people are like look let let me talk to him yeah. <laughs> let let me let me convince him and everybody that goes in there 
even Kevin, everybody that goes in there to try to convince him doesn't get anywhere. And I love when he, when Kevin went in there to visit him, he's like, yeah, sorry to have left you hanging. I'm like, uh-uh, really? <laughs> that was so wrong. I am curious about the storyline because we kind of tease it up there ahead of time. It's like he's saying no to no, 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 no. Uh, but they want to try to create a situation where they can convince Ryan that the best thing for him to do is say yes. Right. And so we've got what seems like we see Finn, Curtis, possibly Kevin kind of conspiring mm-hmm. about how we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then we see somebody, which I feel like these are one of the, like, the great soap opera trope or any kind of great <laughs> drama trope, whether it's yeah, daytime, nighttime soaps, where we see somebody in a hospital uh, jacket and uh, the blue gloves, which is only to fool us, the viewers. Because in actuality, Curtis, Finn, Kevin, those people could walk into a a hospital room in the regular clothes and it wouldn't be any big deal. It's only to throw us off the viewer like, who could it be? In yep. that lab coat. Even even with the close up of whoever the person was that injected the substance into the IV drip. Yeah. Um, that made um, Ryan I almost said Franco, make Ryan go into the seizure that ultimately put him in a coma. They tried to make it look like it was Franco because Cameron caught him with the gloves, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was Franco. Well, now it's what that's I don't too ob- that's too obvious. Because what I don't understand, I agree. Because I feel like that's like that's such way a too clue. obvious. Yeah. Uh, but because it's... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. They give him that injection. He convulses, goes, has a seizure. Then Stella comes in and does that great monologue, as you're saying. And he, for whatever reason, whether it's like uh, that he takes it to heart or just like, oh, she's annoying. Just keep her away from me. (laughs) He decides he's going to do it. And then they do the surgery and then he goes into a coma. So, you know, I could understand where, because Curtis and Finn were talking about, we could fake his signature, but that means we'd have to kill him during surgery. Right. So they didn't have, he signed over willingly. Right. So I don't, so I don't understand because he did go into a coma. Was that intentional? Or was that just great happenstance? Like, I think, I think it's probably somebody, it might have been Ava because I'm thinking it was probably Ava because we also learned that that was Kiki's birthday. There was that anniversary for Morgan happening during that same time period, right? And Ava was the only person we didn't see lurking around General Hospital except for that one moment that she has with Kevin where he thanks her for putting herself on the line to catch Ryan. And then, you know, of course, Kevin telling Ryan that he was telling um, Laura that he was finally ready to just let Ryan go and move on with his life. But other than that scene and the scene at the cemetery, we didn't see too much of Ava. So it could have easily been Ava. So, I mean, I guess I guess I should be looking at it differently. That, that, that injection gave him the seizure in the moment, and then course of, during the course of the surgery, it reacted with the anesthesia or whatever mm-hmm. to then put him in the coma. Yeah, I think whatever that substance was that was, in, that was uh, put into the IV drip, it was to make sure that he never wakes up. Like, they got the kidney, they're good. They found out that the kidney is still viable regardless of this little hiccup, they're good. But what they don't want to see, if, if this fool got out of prison and the funny farm before, what's to stop him from doing it again? He'll just be the nightmare that keeps on living. You know what I mean? And so somebody had to take him out. 
But I feel like because because the way we end the the and that's way too much work for John Lindstrom. <laughs> yeah. The way we end the week though is Ryan's being carted out to go to Pentonville. He's still in the coma, but we see all these various different players. We see Finn. We see uh, Franco, uh, Elizabeth, uh, Luke. Uh, not Luke, excuse me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, good old uh, Kevin and Laura. All kind of seeing him on the gurney. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all of them kind of teamed up all together to conspire about this to make it all happen. I think they conspired, but I still think it's Ava that did it. Because Ava, I'm telling you, Ava was the only one that wasn't lurking around that hospital. And even when they put him on the gurney, Ava was the only one that wasn't there. Of all the people that had something invested in Ryan, you know, being up out of here, she was not there. True, but I guess that everybody else in there, though, was invested in getting that kidney for Jordan. Right. Uh, but what because also that when they have that scene before that it gets officially said that Ryan's in a coma Laura says to Kevin uh, thank you for telling me the truth like so it feels like he filled her in on what he was going to do he didn't want to keep the secret about whatever hijinks were happening with Ryan to get his kidney so I feel like it's not Ava it's got to be these guys I don't think so I just think that's too obvious because all along Ava is the only one who hasn't talked about taking him out in order to save Jordan. She's the only one that didn't have that conversation. She's the only one. Everybody else had a conversation about it. It's just way too obvious for me. Hmm. That's what, I mean, that's my opinion. I could be wrong as two left shoes, and I probably am. Yeah. But, you know. What y'all think in the chat room? They said they, um, uh, Annie says, I think Kevin swapped places with Ryan and, and gave his consent to donate Ryan's kidney to Jordan in Ryan's place because they made a point to say that Ryan would never willingly donate his kidney. Hmm, that's a good point, actually. You want me to read it again? No, no, I understand that point, but it's, but but they got he got inje- he got injected. He had the seizure. That doesn't work. Then what? They take Ryan out of the room and hide him somewhere. And then put Kevin in his place and then have Stella come over and read him the riot act. Yeah, and he's like, well, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And then C.M. Smith says, Kevin and Ryan switched so that Ryan could consent to the transplant. Finn, Kevin, Franco, Liz were all in on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel well, like that would be horrible. That would be horrible. Yeah, I mean, you drug Kevin, you drug Ryan, you move him out of the room and you put Kevin in his place to say, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. Although, he's missing a hand. So it's Oh right, we forgot about that. Yeah. It's right. They didn't Oh oh. Oh I mean, it's hard to hide the fact that you're replacing your twin brother when you have two hands and he only has one. That's actually a good point. I don't know. Mm. I feel like somebody would notice that. Like, wait, he's got but two this hands. This is good. This is good writing though, because it's got it's got you and I debating about who did it, what's happening, what are the different scenarios. It has everybody in the chat room doing the same thing. And then somebody says, Right, but hold up. We are assuming that the person wanted to harm Ryan. Maybe it's someone who's helping him to escape. Anyone? Actually, that's a good point, too. Where this concoction is just putting him out for now, and then he wakes up in Pentonville, and then that's easier for him to break out? That's, a good, that's actually a good point. That came from Michael B. Then Jazz41173 says they, they went coma and not death. Because they will need crazy Ryan in the future, although back from the dead isn't a huge deal for them. <laughs> and then Kelly said, one hand might have been under the covers. No, both of his hands were out. I do remember that. One <laughs> hand was on the sheets and the other hand had the pen in it. Ooh, I'd have to go back and look at that one. Yeah, one hand, was, one hand was sitting on the sheets and the other hand had the pen in it. I do remember that. 
Because that's that the one hand thing is actually a good point. Like, hmm. But that speech, let's talk about that speech that Aunt Stella gave to him. Ooh, she let him have it. Yes. She was, first of all, I love that she came in both barrels blazing, gangsta lean, talking about, I'm going to get that kidney one way or another. <laughs> like, she was going to take him out herself. I'm like, okay, well, Aunt Stella is going in. I was like, oh, man. She, it was, that was, that was a really, that was a really nice monologue from her because in that monologue, she said, um, you have two choices. You can give the kidney and live or die and cease to exist. Yeah. That was very telling, that one phrase right there. She said a lot. There were a lot of good kernels and nuggets within that monologue that she said, but that one sentence was very key because somebody as narcissistic as Ryan Chamberlain does not want to be in a situation where he ceases to exist because if he ceases to exist, then his name's not constantly being talked about. He's not at the forefront of the attention. And he's a narcissist, so he has to be the center of attention at all times as long as he is in the realm, right? So when she said that, if indeed it was Ryan that, that agreed to give up the kidney, then I think that, that she she did her due diligence in, in kicking him over the edge to, you know, come up with it. But even though they got the kidney, is it going to be... Is there really going to be enough time to save Jordan at this point? I'm feeling like they're going to go through all this drama and she's going to die anyway. Well, they, I mean, they did the surgery and it seems to be a success so far. I mean, I guess we have to see if anything rejects anything. But, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, fe- I'm feeling like she's going to probably kick the bucket anyway. Oh. I don't, I don't want to see her kick the bucket because I feel like, you know, they just brought her onto the scene and she was, I said this before, she was just getting into her stride when that storyline came up. I'm like, yo, there aren't that many black people on General Hospital. Can we just like let one of them live and play a storyline all the way out? Can we just do that for a second? Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm like, can we just have some black people in Port Charles? <laughs> Come on now. I, the one reason I feel like they, they didn't do the swap is because that speech is, and that scene is so great. To know, to find out that it was just Kevin that she was saying it to, I think takes away some of the impact of that scene. But that is actually a good good point. And because you a, want it to be Ryan, because you really want that like the hit. Yeah. Up until yeah, up until me coming up in here this evening, I thought I was convinced that it was Ryan. Like all those other scenarios hadn't even crossed my mind until I came up in here in, in the chat room and you brought it up. I was like, oh, well, that's a good point. That could actually happen. I mean, or that we, could be a possibility. I mean, you know. Kevin suffered a lot by Ryan switching places. I mean, it would be nice to see something benefit by Kevin kind of like, all right, I'm going to switch places with you and make something happen out of this. But then that would that would be like a whole, like, goodbye thing. For, I'm like, I, I'm very conflicted about all of that. Um, I'm very conflicted about all that, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Let's flip over to Shiloh, though. Oh, yes. Uh, we will do that. I just want to give one hot second, Oh, though. yes, of course. Folks, i got to give a big thanks to everybody real quick, not just for myself, but for Carla as well. Uh, because you watch this show. You can join us every single week. I think last week we had like 70 people joining us live in the chat. Yeah, it was. Fantastic. It was bananas. Yes. We we love that. We've we got that 45 you... right now. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we love that you actually take the time out of your Sunday. There's so many things you can be doing, but you decide to spend it with us, and we're incredibly appreciative of that. We've got uh, so many other, other great shows that we do our After Buzz, and I know our hosts feel the same way about the people that watch their shows. But we're also asking for help. So if you could subscribe... Uh, to any of our uh, shows or give us a, a positive comment on iTunes. It is most greatly appreciated. Uh, but th- again, thank you for enjoying all the, the great content that we're trying to do for you every single week, every single day uh, in some cases. So uh, continue to watch uh, shows and uh, let's let's grow this thing. Let's see what we can do. Let's, let's take this thing for a ride. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Carla, you want to dive into Shiloh? Yes, honey, because Shiloh and that whole storyline has shenanigans from top to bottom. So I want to start with Miss Harmony, because that scene between him and Harmony, where he went in on her and grabbed her by her arm and all that, I was like, oh, he's a douche, like straight up. Like, I always thought he was like douche extraordinaire, but this week he like earned his reputation and then some. I was like, how are you going to be in a hospital bed th- with handcuffed and threatening people? Like, how are you going to do that? Like, I can't. And he was like, you know, if you don't, if you don't find out who, who, where my kid is, you will no longer be in the trust. You will no longer do this. I'm like, and not for nothing, and please forgive me for saying this, but is his dick dipped in gold? I mean, like, what is yeah. the problem? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> okay? I don't get it because, really, is he all that that you're going to go through all these lengths, especially after he did what he did to your daughter, your own flesh and blood? Like, you're going to let this fool come between you and your own flesh and blood? What the hell is that? I can't. I cannot with her. And then she's not any better than him because then she goes up in Willow's classroom and is all up in Willow's face playing them same little mind games that he plays on her. I'm like, wow, his his breach is far wide and deep. What, what it amazes me is, I mean, Harmony seems to be like patient zero of the trust, I think, maybe? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so she knows exactly what goes on, what Shiloh does, what's inside that tea. Exactly. And it's how how can she just say that, yes, this is a proper thing to do. To- how can you have a conscience? Like, yeah. really, how can you have a conscience? But I lo- but this is the part that made me laugh out loud. When, when Margo um, caught her in the hallway and threatened her, and she was like, yeah, you might be arrested as an accomplice because he's going down, baby. Harmony turned on them heels so quick, fast, and in a hurry, it made your head spin. She did not hesitate that when they threatened to arrest her and throw her little behind in jail, there was no discussion about it. She didn't argue about that. She turned on her heels and went right down that hallway at General Hospital, never to be seen or heard from again. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that made me laugh. It's... I was like, oh, no. She, <laughs> she, she, like, she was like, oh, y'all want me to go to jail for that fool? Oh, hell no, I'm out. And she, <laughs> she left. I was like, oh. Well, she does go inside and talk to Shiloh because she does like, if you want to go talk to him, that's what I care. And then he gives her like, find this baby, find this baby for me. Ugh, uh, but the thing so is, creepy. so Margo's on the trust, and of course she gets to have that moment with Shiloh saying, "Hey, you know, I've got you know the, the pledge right here." Oh wait, back it up for a second. How about the fact that it was Sunny the one that gave her the pledge, and she thought that Sunny was going to hold it over her head and use it over her, which I don't think I I don't think he had any interest in doing that because because his daughter Christina had just gone through that madness. I think he had if he didn't have empathy for Margot prior to that with the whole mess with her mom, he really had empathy for her with this because he's like, man, this girl is messed up in ways that I can't even imagine like if this happened to my daughter then it happened to her too plus the stuff with her mom and her dad that's a lot it's what seems to be interesting to me about Margot though <clears> is <throat> that she's in the trust so clearly she went through the whole process exactly but she seems like she's not as uh, you know she, she she's not as deep as say like Christina was before the whole pledge stuff happened in the intervention I think she was because did you read her face like you could see her I think she was, and they didn't give her the dialogue to express that, but it was all over her face. Because she seems like a smart woman who's got her head on her shoulders. But, but so does Harmony. But well, she's Harmony dumb, as, like a, but she she's dumb a, as dirt. Like, come on. Harmony seems like a cuckoo bird. <laughs> uh, she she does. I just don't see how Margot could go through that. And if, you know, you get the tattoo, you take the drink. 
you end up having Shiloh forces himself on you mm-hmm. that she could come out of that and say like yeah there wasn't anything shady about this whole deal mm-hmm. it's, and, and what so to have her go through that and then it's not only until she hears the recording that uh, Jason and Sam have made that she goes Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't like that's tangible evidence. Because maybe her her mindset is that of a cop, you know, a, co- a a cop that deals. I mean, a, a lawyer that deals with cops, a DA that deals with cops. She thinks like a cop does, right? So she was like, unless there's hard tangible evidence, and then they produced the hard tangible evidence and played it for her. You can't negate that. You can't negate that that's not him in that video. You can't negate what he said. You can't negate what he's doing to Sam. Like you can't watch that or listen to it and say that didn't happen because it did. So in the logical legal brain of hers, she's like, "Yeah, I can't, I can't protect him from this." And then it was the way he acted when she went in the room to roll over on him. She's like, "Yeah," and I didn't see this. I didn't see her. I didn't see her resigning coming. Did you see that coming? We'll talk about that in there. Sweet news and gossip. Oh, okay. I didn't see that coming at all. So I was like, "Ooh." She gonna resign and pop off on Shiloh while he in the bed. I'm like, "Okay, y'all got jokes." Miles, go. Go for go for big. It was interesting that Charlotte thought, like, and we were just role playing, right? For uh, <laughs> for the cop in the room, right? Uh, and then she's like, "No, we, there, there was no role playing. Uh-huh. You're going down, buddy." Yeah, that was funny. They're saying in the chat room. Um, let's see here. Sonny should have waited until Shiloh's case actually made it in front of a judge before returning Margot's pledge. Yeah, I think that would have been too late, don't you? No, I I don't think because I, I don't think Margot. Well, I mean, Margot's recusing herself anyway, so. Pledge Conflict or no pledge. Interest, yeah. yeah. She can't be bothered with that. She, she would be too close to this. So, and, Je- and she realizes that she made a, she was a in big mistake. Deep. I mean, she she was too close to it with Sonny. If she did it with this and she's too close to this, it's just like she's she's doing herself a favor by recusing herself. Um, who is it? Somebody else said, <laughs> Jazz41173 said, the whole Dawn of Day storyline needs to die a quick death. Yeah, they are dragging it out just a tad, but it's still interesting so far. I mean, I feel like it it is a cult is maybe that portion of it's going to die but Shiloh as somebody that's trying to pursue his son uh, yeah that's not over and any sort of payback that he can get on Jason and Sam and then whatever the secret backstory is between him and Drew are things that still are yet to play out yeah I I love how <laughs> speaking of Drew why are they prolonging this trip to Kilimanjaro? Like, every week, they talking about, okay, we're leaving, okay, we're gone, and then every week there's a scene with him and Kim where they're still there. Like, when are they going? I think they're there now. Okay. Yeah. Because every but, week they're like, okay, we're leaving, okay, we're gone, yeah. and then every week they're back there with that Kilimanjaro poster hanging in the background. I'm like, okay, I'm going to need y'all to take the trip now. Come on. I think there was happening? a real Kilimanjaro there behind him. And then they were like, because <laughs> I know she was like, how am I going to make this walk up here tomorrow? Yeah, I was just like, I cannot. Um, the other thing that was kind of cool is that I think they're trying, I think they're prepping us for Cameron and Joss hooking up. Because if they show that camera on, camera on Cameron one more time, yeah. longingly looking at Joss one more time, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to need y'all to stop that. And speaking of Joss, let's talk about Jax. I love the fact that they had Maurice Bernard say about Jax. He just gets on my nerves. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. I enjoy it. It's just somebody that just rubs Sonny the wrong way. And that's that, what he said that yeah. too. He said he just gets on my nerves. He just rubs me the wrong way. I just love that. I love whenever they're 
in a room together that there's that te- that palpable tension in the air where you just are like, ooh, what's about to pop off? Is it going to pop off? Oh, I want to know what it is. Because what I like about it is ordinarily when you see somebody not liking somebody, the show has already done a great job of painting them as an evil person. They're coming for Sonny's territory. They've done something wrong <laughs> to the family. They deserve Sonny's dislike and scorn. Right. But the fan, the, the, I mean, Jax is a, is a long-established character. People have a rooting interest in Jax. As much as they do in Sunny, so it's like you you're not you don't just hate Jax. You know, there's always going to be some people that don't like Jax, like there are some people that don't like Sunny. Yeah, but there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like somebody for whatever yeah. reason. Like everybody doesn't like everybody, but Jax, and I think Jax really just gets under um, Sunny's skin because of Carly and Brenda. Yes, that's what I think. It. Re- I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. You know, Jax was with Brenda. Jax was with Carly. These are two women that that Sonny was in that he he's in love with. So it just you know we we've had the same women and I ain't having that. That's basically what it is. Yeah, his ego is hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's I mean that's one of the the, the love the the triangle on a soap is great. I suppose you know that's a, a, t- a tried and true uh, soap opera trope. But the the fact that they had they did it twice with Sonny and Jax with two different women. It's like. Man, I, that's yeah, like, but, that almost too much. Like, God, but it's about to get. But it's about to get real interesting with Jax, though, because they have Jax and Nina. Yes, the whole Jax and Nina thing, and how giddy and silly acting Nina acts whenever Jax comes around, and how she's always exclaiming how excited she is about you know Jax working for Crimson and da 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 da, and how uncomfortable and insecure and sad and pitiful it's making Valentine look. And whenever Valentine starts looking or feeling like that, shenanigans ensue. So, well, especially for Nina, who's so excited to get married back to Valentine there. To now say, like... Push it back. Yeah, let's push this wedding back to <laughs> September. I want to get these numbers up. His face cracked like an egg. He was like, oh, oh did you say push it back? You could tell he wanted to say no. I, you, you could tell he wanted to go oh, in. Yes. But he just kind of, like, seethed and, like, you know, pulled it back a minute. I'm like, mm. I did like the seed that they planted. I'm curious to see where it goes. This is where we see Valentine approach Sonny at the Metro Court. <laughs> say, hey, what's up with Jax? <laughs> Uh, like maybe this one we could both work together to try to you know solve both of our problems. And Sonny, as you know, he has no reason to like Valentine after what he did uh, with Spencer. So he's like, no, 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 uh, I hate you. But is his dislike for uh, Valentine greater than his dislike for Jax? Mm. To the point where he's like, okay, I can at least tolerate working with you if it's going to get Jax out of the way. Probably the latter. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be interesting to see, you know if they're kind of. I will t- team up with you in this instance only because there's somebody I dislike more than I dislike you. Oh, they're saying in the chat room that they're not feeling Jackson Nina. Daisy Flower 40 is not having it. I'm I'm there for all of that. Interesting. I'd be curious, uh, Daisy, why are you not intrigued? I, I know I certainly am. Maybe it's just because I've seen so much of Nina and Valentine. It is nice to just get a shot in the arm of just something different. Mm, yeah, I'm 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 there for all of that, but it's going to be different when Cynthia. Yeah, when in. Cynthia comes in, Cynthia Watchos, right? Yep. When Cynthia comes in, it's the dynamic of the character is going to be really different. So I don't know if I will feel the same way once that transition takes place. We'll see. It's all about that. It um, is interesting that I mean, it has been announced a while. I mean, a while back, it seems like that uh, Michelle Stafford was moving back to YNR, and we still <laughs> see so much of the storyline going. I mean, it's basically a race to seeing what gets revealed before her filming wraps up and she's made the leap over to YNR. I'll be curious to see how far we get into these secrets that need to be revealed to Nina. Exactly. Speaking of Nina, Sasha and Michael are getting a little cozy. We're taking a, we're going up to Martha's Vineyard. Right. For, I 
kind of like them together. They're so corny, but I kind of like them together. I like them a lot. But I do like the fact that she peeped this about. Was it her that peeped this about him, or was it somebody else? Somebody said to Michael about this moment where they were talking about Jax, and he got this cold look in his eye like his father. And I was like, ooh, did he really? <laughs> I don't know, because I, I know Michael seems to be fond of Jax, but he knows that Sonny does not like him. But he's he grew up with Jax for a chunk of time. Right, exactly. So he definitely has a different perspective about Jax than Sonny right, does. Right, exactly. And he mentioned that, too. He did say that. He was like, you know, I grew up with both of them, and, you know, but uh, Sonny's my dad. So, you know, there's part of me that, that likes both of them. There was something else that went down, too. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, about that daggone baby. I laughed out loud and I thought about you because when Michael was holding that baby and there was at one point where somebody said, that baby seems to really like you, Michael. Oh. And that baby's face was like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> that baby's face was like, why am I here? Why are you holding me? And then somebody off camera must have been making faces or something because then he started laughing like out of nowhere. It was pure comedy. I was cracking up. It was so funny. One of the least favorite things that I enjoy about GH is any scene <laughs> that gets Michael around Wiley to see him like, oh, what's my godson doing? Oh, what are you up to? Oh, I can't stand those scenes. Make, you know, Michael could be fine like in a scene with Sasha or, so, or if he's doing business, but you get him around that baby and he just acts like such a dope. <laughs> he does. Oh. It's so comical though. And then I love that, um, that Willow... This was a corny moment, too. Excuse me. <coughs> Willow and Chase had that moment where Chase got the phone call saying that they were finally going to get a chance to arrest Shiloh. And he goes flying out of the room going, yes. I'm like, oh, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot with you right now. But speaking of Willow, though, mm-hmm. what I did like is the scene between her and Lucas. That was a beautiful scene. Wasn't that a that nice was. scene? That was a really, really nice scene where he offered you know, to let her have some time with Wiley and she's like I can't do that and I'm like oh I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the bomb to drop about Nell cuz that's about the next thing that's about to yeah. drop cuz they can't keep having her you know cuz somebody in the chat room said Lucas and Brad are going to be over and then custody is going to go to Michael but then Michael's probably going to drop Sasha for Willow because he thinks that Willow is Wiley's mama but it's not it's really not child that's going to be a mess when that bomb drops right there oof it's going to be rough uh, what I did like about the Lucas and Willow scene was we saw Lucas when he gets all that stuff kind of revealed at the nurse's ball. He mm-hmm. kind of flies off the handle. Mm-hmm. And I like that. He's like, I had time to go home and process this and think about it and then, you know, understand where you were coming from in this. And, and then the leads to that whole conversation that they had. Yeah, that was a wonderful conversation that they had that he he evolved and he eventually he has finally looked at things from her perspective and her point of, th- point of view as a mom that, you know, has lost their kid or gave their kid up. Like, that was cool that he had that whole discussion with her. <laughs> Wait, let's, let me flip around for a second. Let's talk about the fact that Sam and Julian did that little caper thing. Yes. And then they come back into Charlie's, and Julian just kind of disappears. He kind of, like, walks in with Sam, and then he just kind of disappears. I'm like, um, is anybody going to address the fact that Julian just walked in with Sam? Is anybody going to talk about that? <laughs> like, nope, just... he just kind of snuck in and went behind the bar. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Yeah, it, it is interesting how because uh, he then says like, you know, Alexis, you should talk to me about this. I I know more than you probably think I do. And she's like, 
don't say anything to me. As a lawyer, I can't know this stuff. Right. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Speaking of Alexis. But, 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 but uh, I'm sorry, Carla. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because when he starts getting on his high horse to Alexis, like, oh, but you did this stuff with Christina. How is that any different? It is absolutely different. Yeah, it is. It's I mean, her daughter. Yeah. It, it, she's not doing it just for the sport or doing some shenanigans. She's doing it for the health and safety and welfare of her kids. But she was also doing it and she was keeping it to herself. She wasn't sticking she, her nose in anything right? else. Right? Nope. Julian is sticking his... I mean, he's been it, asked to help out, but... But still. Don't be telling a lawyer stuff when she's saying, don't tell me this because it's going to damage whatever... Right. Like, I, I have to be able to, to be able to Objective. deny this. Yeah. yeah. Like, I cannot. Speaking of Alexis, how about... You know Alexis is feeling some kind of way about Neil because he kind of helped save Christina. And so then she goes to Google his name. <laughs> and I'm just like, really, Alexis, that's what we're going to do? You can't just ask homeboy what his deal is. You're going to Google his name. What do you think you're going to find out on Google? What? That's just funny to well, me. And, it's, and let's give credit to where credit is due. The GH has got their great... Uh, alternative for Google, their Spider Finder. That website looks so, <laughs> so old. cheesy it and does. busted. <laughs> I'm like, could y'all have something a little fresh and f- fresh and fine? I'm like, oh, that you made feel me like laugh. Spider. You know, the guys behind it, like, maybe we should bring it up to 2019. Looks, should we redesign our interface? That made me laugh so hard. It was. It's, it's the same way that when they do the text messages. Even the text, the way they do the text yeah. messages, looks really old and antiquated. I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah it was a slow burn week I mean all of those storylines that we've discussed already and excuse me and then I've oh somebody said Nell is on her way back to Port Charles oh they said she's coming back on June 14th great we'll see the next evolution of that Um, yeah I I just feel like everything was a slow burn the way it kind of played out yeah, don't and you think it will be? And I'm interested with the whole Willow and Sasha, and we've got Wiley, who's not really Sasha's child. Or, I mean, Sasha uh, Willow's Willow. child. Mm-hmm. To see that reveal and uh, how because we already know as viewers, like it's not going to end well for you guys. Even it's not going to end well for Willow at all. I feel so bad for her yeah. when the truth finally does come out. It's going to be like like she went through that whole process of grieving and going to the grieving group where she met Michael, and then she thinks that she's found him and that he's alive, and that this gay couple has him. To go through all of that and then to suffer with silence, thinking that you're that close to your kid and holding your kid and being around your what you think is your kid, and then to have all of that blow up in your face and not have any of it be true, only to find out that your kid really is gone. That's gonna be that's gonna be a trip. You know, and you see something like I mean, we've got Julian who held a knife up to Alexis's throat, and uh, which I thought was like uh, it's such a, uh, a tr- terrible thing to do to that character. I felt like it was really hard to walk back from. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever motivations they later, the writers later put to those actions, mm-hmm. it's just like, he. I don't know if he needed to go that far to try to sell his loyalty. So now you've got Brad in that same situation, who's kind of teamed up with Nell to kind of sell this, create this lie about the baby. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, is this at all equatable? Is something is what Brad's actions did so terrible to that character that there's really no coming back from? Or... Is there uh, extenuating circumstances and you can kind of forgive him easier than you could forgive Julian? I think I would have been able to forgive Brad if he had come clean sooner than now. But that baby is a toddler now. When the baby was an actual baby, he had all he he had all those months. He was so he was so afraid. <laughs> the iron the irony in all of it is that he was so afraid of losing Lucas that ultimately that's what's going to happen anyway. Like, I feel like if he had just told Lucas what happened in the beginning, 
it wouldn't be a thing. Like, yeah, Lucas probably would have blamed him for it for a second, but in a situation like that, there really is no blame. Like, I think the baby died from SIDS, right? Yeah. You can't blame somebody for that. Like, that's one of those unexplainable phenomena that happens every once in a while. There's no rhyme or reason to it. And I feel like if he had just, you know, fessed up in that moment and told Lucas what happened, it probably would have played out differently for him. But then if he had done that, then we wouldn't be talking about the drama right now. So Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, when that does get revealed for good old Brad, I feel like, I feel like that is, that's prison time for that. Oh, he's going oh, he going to end up in prison with with go, homegirl. <laughs> they going to end up there together. Him, him and Nell just hanging out watching they, the nurses ball in the little in the community room yeah, at the next prison. Year, next year we'll show them watching <laughs> the nurses ball, nurses ball in prison. <laughs> Ooh, that's cold-blooded. Yep, see you later. Like, mm, but uh, true. Uh folks, as we're getting ready to wrap up, I did tease uh, that we're going to do some news and gossip. Why don't we jump into that right now? After Buzz TV News. So, Carla, you were mentioning, like, oh, boy, I can't believe that Margot resigned. Boy, what was that all about? Yeah, it was very quick. Well, we know that, of course, the actress there, we, you know, we've got Elizabeth Hendrickson. She's the one that played Margot Dawson. She's also heading over to Y&R. Oh, everybody's going over there. Yeah. What's up? And there was a, a time when they felt like, oh, hey, I could do kind of what Wally Kurth does. I could do some Days. I can do some GH. Oh, I could do some Y&R. I can yeah, do GH some GH. Yeah, GH ain't having that. GH said, no, you know what? We're just going to write Margot off. So that she's going to resign, and then she's done now from GH. So she is off canvas for who knows how long so yes uh, I don't necessarily think I think uh, Elizabeth at least from uh, the social media and the stories we're reading felt like hey maybe I can make this both work but GH decided they'd rather go in a different direction so okay well if this is the last of Margot that we've seen which seems like it is are you? Do you have any lingering things you you would like to have seen with that character? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. You don't want to see Sunny coming like. Mm, nope, yes. I'm good. So that's it. So she's just resigned. She had her scene with Laura saying, "I'm out." That was a nice scene too. Yeah, and then there you go. Like I mean, I've liked your choices, but I've always respected you. Yeah, the yeah that was a nice scene where she said the people of Port Charles are lucky to have you. I'm like, oh okay, like she was Superman or something, but okay. That's <laughs> Laura Collins. Like there was like she had a bat signal or something. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, in a little bit of a uh, prediction here, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like Shiloh is going to be getting out of uh, prison, or he's going to be walking away from this for whatever charges might be posed against him. So, oh, that sucks. Yeah, so he's going to be out in the land, uh, you know, as a free man, or at least for right now. Oh, Lord, somebody's going to kill him. There's no way they're going to let him just walk around poor Charles torturing people mentally. Do you think it ends with death for Shiloh? Or, oh, hell yeah. Or does it just end with him really getting incarcerated? No, he somebody's going to kill him. If he's getting out and they're not going to put him in jail, somebody's going to take him out. And it's probably going to be Sonny. I mean, we've got... Or Jason. It might be Jason. Which, which, which would yeah. be more interesting because Jason and Sam have just hooked back up. So it would be more drama if it was Jason as opposed... It would be drama either way because Sonny has the baby on the way, but Jason and Sam just hooked back up. So, you know. I mean, I guess if you look at it this point... <laughs> or it might would, be Christina. There are a lot of people on the canvas. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not just Sonny, Jason, Sam, Christina. Alexis, got, Neil. Uh, Alexis. Well, Neil, I'm going to give him a pass. I, I would think if the show did that, I'd be like, what? I think he, ha- I think he has a kid in Donna Day. Maybe, at least, whether it's in Donner Day or at least some other type of cult thing. Yeah, I sure. think he... Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah. But then you've also got Willow, Chase, <laughs> Michael. It's, it's too many people that want don't that don't want him to be there. He's out of there. But I hope that when you know any time rolls around that he gets some recognition because he he put his foot in that role. He really did. Yeah, because we talked about like oh, could there be a, like a possible murder mystery with Ryan? 
Yeah, there wasn't. If you look at it compared to Shiloh, there's many more characters that would have a stake in seeing Shiloh dead. Yeah, absolutely. That you could really do a fun storyline with that. Absolutely, I agree with that. Uh, one last thing, uh, a topic that we talk about too, uh, heading outside of our little mini prediction there, <laughs> is uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, Ava uh, possibly being the cover story for uh, Crimson Magazine. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so not having that. I think that would be so exploited, exploitive of what she's just gone through. And I don't know if she would agree to that. Do you think she'll agree to that? I think it was anybody else other than Nina. Because they've got such a terrible history together. I think it'd be tough for her to want to buy what Nina's trying to sell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I feel like Max is setting it up where it's like, you can tell the story warts and all about Ava. So I feel like Nina's looking at this as a chance. Like, I can tell what really happened with her and Ryan, but I can also say all this other terrible stuff that she's done in her life as well. So it's also mm. part, like, celebration, but part hatchet job. Yeah. And I just don't know if that works I, well. No, I'm, I'm not feeling that at all. I'm really not. Yeah, I just, even when they brought it up, I was like, and I'm like, not for nothing, but when did Lulu become, like, you know, I just, every, every time they talk about her doing a story, I'm just like, just kill me already. I just, I can't. I did I like cannot. that scene, not where Lulu, or where Maxie was kind of telling her, that it was like, oh, so you don't want to do the story because it's not as glamorous. Mm-hmm. You don't care about these women that are, you know, like they, but they're, you know, they risk themselves for a chance at love and then they were taking advantage right. of Right, and then she goes, oh, good point. I'm like, this is why I can't. I'm like, <laughs> I can't with Lulu the detective. The detective slash journalist slash, oh, I don't, I don't even know, which I can't. Like, I, I feel like they're grasping at straws at what to do with her since Dante left. Yeah, and I know we've seen Peter and Maxie talk about we've got to find out what's going on with Dante. I I I I feel like it's got to be a recast then. I don't know, but I can't I can't listen to her whine one more time about Dante being gone and how heartbroken she is. I can't listen to her go on and on like she is the Peter Jennings of Port Charles. Like I just I can't do it. I, can't, I just cannot. I can't do it. Or the David, what's his name? That's on ABC now. David, whatever his name is on ABC News Tonight. I just I cannot. I can't I can't take it. Every time I see her talking about a story, I just throw my head back and I'm just like, oh, I, <laughs> I can't. I know because you see Peter at least telling Russell, it's like not every story you're going to tell is going to be this this sensationalistic, you know, serial killer, yeah. right? Sometimes you you got to tell a story about. Sometimes you, know, you got to tell stories that are fluff. Sometimes you got to tell stories that suck. Sometimes you got to tell stories that you don't care about, but that people in the public do. Yeah, you know, like sometimes. Sometimes when I when we do some of these shows at Afterbus, sometimes we have to talk about things in the news that I could give two shakes about it. But people that are watching and listening, it's their jam. So you, it, it's our job to like you know educate and inspire and you know put a fire under folk and say, guess what happened? Because they want to hear that. But sometimes I just don't care. You know what, folks? <laughs> I care about everything because I care about you. So, folks, that's good. <laughs> with that, we're going to call this uh, another successful conclusion to another GH report here. Uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Again, as I mentioned earlier, we couldn't do the show without you. And we really appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday to join us here. But uh, don't worry, folks. If you're watching after we stream live, hop in the comments. Share your thoughts. We'd love to get you involved in the conversation. And if you want to stay involved or in, uh, interact, 
involved, interact, you know, <laughs> send us memes, gifts, whatever you want to do. Uh, to Carla and myself, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can find me right before this, like Michael B. did, at The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata on Carla Renata, Carla Renata at Black Hollywood Live, and a couple of hours from now, you can find me at the after show for American Princess, where I am moderating that panel. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Look at this! <laughs> Look at her. Uh, her Tyler's efforts are not going unnoticed, folks. She is taking over media everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Yes, oh, you are. Oh, and you guys really want to go over to the Curvy Critic because I did interviews with Ron Howard and, and Tim Story from Shaft and and and, and, Tashi- and Tashina Arnold. Right. So yeah, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> uh, folks, follow me on the Twitter grams. I'm not doing anything nearly as cool as Carla, but you know. If you want to throw me a pity like, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> at, at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back here next Sunday with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.